guys. Hey, check it out. Nerdtacular.com is live. There are tickets available for the big event. It's happening in July, the weekend of the 4th. And you, you, dear listener, are encouraged to come. Who's going to be there? Well, I will, of course. Tom Merritt, Veronica Belmont, Brian Ibbett, Brian Dunaway, Randy Jordan, uh, Justin Robert Young, uh, uh, Brian Brushwood. Uh, I'm running out of names. The Spags, Steven Schleicher, the Major Spoilers crew, uh, some cartoonists and stuff, and a bunch of other people we haven't even announced yet. Oh, yeah, the guys that host The Instance with me. And you. That's who's coming on Nerdtacular. Sign up now at nerdtacular.com, and tickets are going fast. Well over half of them are gone. If you want in, you got to get in now. And come join us at beautiful, sunny Snowbird Resort right here in Salt Lake City, Utah, July 4th weekend in 2014 for Nerdtacular 2014. That's a lot of 2014s. Nerdtacular.com. This is The Final Score, episode 152 for Friday, March 21st, 2014. everybody and welcome back to the final score the video game podcast for the rest of us i'm scott johnson it's brian over there brian hi <laughs> brian dunaway hi brian hello scott johnson <laughs> do you guys know and nicole over there hi nicole hey do you hey, guys hey, know hey. that you two are not you're the only two people i do shows with well that's not entirely true of all the video game related stuff i do you're the only ones that don't go by your uh, your nicknames so Terpster, oh, Terpster is like always Dills. Terpster. We never go, hey, Mark, what's your opinion on something? And Dills is never William <laughs> or mm. Willie, you know. Willie. So, William! Do you know he was from Texas? Did you know that? Dills is? Yeah, I just found that out today. Uh, yeah, I thought he was a native San Franciscan. Well, he may as well be. He loves it there. But yeah, <laughs> like the voice, the voice kind of now that he says it, I kind of can hear a little bit of old Texas bit. in there. Because he, he, yeah. he, well, he admitted today he's a barbecue snob because uh, he's from Texas. That's what what would your your handle be? It would be Mission Deep, right? Mission Deep would be his MD for short. Yeah. Used to be. What would you be, Nicole? Nicole Spag? Um, well, it's kind Spag-tastic. of cheating. in game. I'm Spagtastic. Yeah, yeah, you are. Oh, you <laughs> mean your then, name? Got it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and wow, I'm Neola. So. Oh yeah, Neola. Brian, yeah, you don't really have Neo. a game name, yeah. do you? Uh well, I I sometimes use some cartoonist. Hmm. I am sometimes. Oh, that's right. That's right. I am sometimes, and I used it, my yeah. really old quick name that I used to use a shock effect. Shock because, effect. Yeah, because <laughs> I used to. Name. My favorite thing to do in Quake was to wait and quiet and, and under the water and wait for someone to get into the water and then use my lightning gun. Goodness, <laughs> that's you'd, why you call yourself that. Yeah, you, you'd health up. You'd get you'd get the two hundred health and then you get your two hundred armor. And then you'd get into the water and you wait for a couple of morons to come jumping into the water and you'd shock them because most of the time they didn't have the 200 health and the 200 armor. And that's how you, that's how you get your points, man. It's a pretty good trick. I remember those days fondly. I was Buddy Pickle for a while. Remember that? Yeah. Buddy Pickle. And uh, that was a long time. And then I was uh, Peeps Darius for a while. <laughs> and uh, that's it. I don't think I've ever had Is other... that Hootie and the Blowfish uh, inspired? No, it just was. I don't remember what the deal was. I think it was we were we were making a character in one of those old um, SSX games, the snowboarder games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I made up a name on the fly, Peeps Darius, and then that's it's just stuck, and I kept using it. I like it. So there you go. Yeah, that was the great successor. Now it's just frog pants everywhere. If you see me in game, 
Speaking of which, games. We've been playing them. We have stuff to say. How do we know? Because this is playing. Hey! What are you playing? <laughs> uh, Nick's trying to open a box of what? What is it? PS4 controller. We got extra controller because we got that Towerfall game, and now we need all four of us in there. And I'm excited about that. We're going to do that tonight? Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I can get this box open, Dad. That's right. Careful, you'll cut yourself. All right. Hey, check it out. Hey. Games, video games. Um, so I played some games. And I uh, got a hold of Metro Last Light for the PC. Me too. Yeah, that's awesome. Have you played it yet, by the way? You cracked it of open? Course, of course, it's in my list, right? Oh, no. Is it? Oh, yeah, it is. It's right there. <laughs> so let's talk about that game for a second. Yeah, you gave it to me. By the way, if you're having any slowdown at all, you should turn off the physics thing. Um, I'm not having any issues with it, but some mm. people are reporting that. If you turn that off, you'll you'll get way better frame rate, apparently. And it still no looks problems great. problems here. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, we have dog houses. We're all good. Yeah. We're happy kids. We're happy kids. We're happy campers. Anyway, Metro Last Light's an older <coughs> game. And when I say older, I want to say the game officially Last came year? out in 20... Was it late 2012, early 2013? They have like an award on their page that was like a 2013 award. Metro Last Light. Is that 2033? Is that the one before that or is that the one... That's the one before that. And they're both based on Russian novels. Uh, by the same, well, I don't know. If uh, which novels I read in Russian? Why I'm seeing all the books laying around that says Metro 2033. Mm, yes, exactly. Oh. Nice little uh, what do you call them? Uh, Easter eggs in there. Mm-hmm. So the game came out. Sorry, I was totally dead wrong. It was August of last year, so it's it's still pretty new. That game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it totally <laughs> slipped by my radar. So. I'm glad you brought it to my attention. Well, I remember it, and I remember thinking I wanted to play it at the time, and I remember hearing that it was more accessible than the game before it, which is the 20-whatever-it-was, 2034? 33. 33, 33, was it? Right, that's right. Um, And I didn't play that first one because I just had heard... So it's a Russian developer who... uh, The first game is supposed to be pretty janky in terms of bugs and problems and like getting it to work right and all this kind of stuff, but it got a real cult following. People were really into it. And they made enough money on it to to do a sequel. And the sequel is much more cleaned up, way less bugs. Well, none that I can see. I haven't had any problems. And yeah, I uh, haven't either. it's beautiful. Man, that engine is, is freaking gorgeous. Also scary and dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's but just enough kind of... So the story, the, the core of it... I mean, this is an old game, so I don't have to get too much into it. But the um, the story is essentially that there's been, you know nuclear holocaust of sorts and it has really destroyed the surface world in a way that no human can survive up there so all i want to know is do you fight putin you do not fight putin <laughs> although i guess one of those hairy dog things could be putin i don't know who knows because they mutated up there so yeah while the humans uh in this part of the world all went down to the metro the train system right, underground right. tunnels and stuff the world upstairs or up out on the surface is a constant storm, always raining. And if it's not raining, it's just super toxic and creatures have mutated and become terrible up there. And they, some of them get down inside the the tunnels and certainly these giant spiders are from that and all that. Once again, I'm not hearing any fighting Putin on a horse with no shirt on. No Putin yet. No no Putin or Putin yet, but no Putin. But when you go down there or you're in the middle of this thing, of course, just like all these kind of post-apocalyptic tales, rarely are the biggest threats the wildlife or the natural inhabitants it's other other people yeah and it's good the story is really good the voice acting is great 
Mm-hmm. Um, way better than I expected. I expected some cheese there, and I, I haven't gotten any real cheese yet. It all seems pretty pretty serious and dark. And um, I don't like scary games, but I wouldn't classify this game as that scary. No, it's not too bad. There's a few jump moments and things, but it's mostly just dark future. How am I going to survive? I got to get through this tunnel. Uh, who are those voices over there? Should I kill them and steal their stuff? Like, it's it's got that kind of thing going on, and it's yeah. pretty neat. It's pretty neat. I like it. Nicole, do you uh do you have you role play a little bit? Bring out the vodka. Yeah. <laughs> no, gonna, not really. Turn, I'm not turn a, down the heat. Not really, really a hard cold. liquor kind of gal. <laughs> All right. Turn down the heat and, and get really cold. Is that you said? <laughs> That's right. Wow. I mean, in the early part of the story, you you realize that there are these dark beings and they can infect people's like brain. Yeah. And for whatever reason, you're kind of immune to it and you get captured by the Germans. No, they're terrible, man. (laughs) They are terrible. Awful. And they're all about if you are uh, genetically mutating, then they're just going to kill you. And they like, measure your brain your head and you're like oh you're a mutant <laughs> and it's like, your they do it they, they, do. they do it a lot like yeah. that whole interrogation scene reminded me of like when in a more funny way the monty python ch- trying to see if she's a witch that whole thing it's right. real goofy like oh your head's shaped funny or taller or shorter than you uh-huh. should be or you know kind yeah. of taking hitler's aryan youth idea but taking it kind of to a weird extreme about mutation it's pretty right. effective though like you're pr- you're uh-huh. super pissed at these guys Right. Um, it doesn't feel good. You could use your Oculus Rift to, you know, actually measure the size of your head. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> play this game with an Oculus, dude. It would kill me. I uh, will I will say, um, going from Fallout New Vegas to this game, because we're in that post apocalyptic I can't even say it. I can't. I'm used to just scavenging for everything. So I'm losing, I'm wasting a lot of time in the beginning just looking for things and i'm like oh it's not that kind of game there's not i do that too yeah if i play skyrim and then i go play another role-playing game and i'm like oh yeah these are this is all decorative nothing in here is is openable it's kind of a weird mix though metro certainly isn't extreme as as fallout in terms of um you know everything me everything is a thing and you can push it open it lift it or whatever but it's somewhere in between it's definitely got Mm -hmm. more stuff laying around than there's a lot of locked shooter. doors, though. Yeah, like, lots why, of locked doors. Like, yeah. Why? Why? If I can't unlock it, why is it there? Uh, it's a good question. I mean, they even give you an icon, right, that says, right. "Oh, this is locked." As if maybe you could get in otherwise. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, in a couple of cases, I was able to, but I had to be on the other side, so there was another way in, and then I got out through that door. So. Oh, so it's like Luigi's Mansion. Sort of. There's some of that. Yeah, kind of. Actually, it's a very Zelda thing, you know, where. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get to that door. Oh, that's the way I exit when I'm done. Or in WoW, it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. Now there's a portal here. You know, it's kind of like that sort of thing. So you don't have to run through the whole thing again. But uh, it's good and it's intense. And I needed some of that for, for whatever reason. I feel like I haven't had that in a while. Kind of um, yeah. Bioshocky in some ways. Mm, yeah. yeah. A little bit. The, the gun play feels really good. I like the guns a lot. Um, they feel really, I don't know. What's the word? Just a good well, feel. Can, and you can carry three and you can yep. easily swap out and swap them out, upgrade them, whatever. Where do you, where do you keep the third gun at? In your butt, right up your butt. Your butt. Thank yeah. you. All right. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my shotgun? You don't want to know. Yeah. You picked up a can of lube. <laughs> Cy- cyanide. 
cyanide in the chat room says, I remember Nicole went through Fallout 3 for about a month not knowing there was a flashlight. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> this right. This is true. This game <laughs> this has true. it. Nicole, as soon as she got into Metro, she hit F as fast as she could. <laughs> oh, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Um, it's got, it's got a other, some other stuff that's kind of cool. The gas masks are pretty neat. I like that idea. And when you're in toxic areas, you need to wear it. And if, uh, it. uh what'd you say? What'd you say? I was going to say it's not infinite. You have to swap out your cartridges. Yeah. You got to keep finding them too yeah. on bodies and stuff. And I haven't done too bad with that, but what's cool is while you're wearing it and you're outside, for example, there's this part where I'm running around with my buddy. I won't give too much away with that guy, but running around outside uh, trying to find an old airplane that had crashed years ahead. And while I'm looking, I notice that my screen is getting just goopy and like green slimes, like coagulating in the corners of this thing. And it, it definitely looks like my mask is getting all gross. Mm. I hit G and you wipe. just bring up your hand and like wipe it off. And it's Why got, aren't you using your controller. I never use my controller for shooters. It's always mm. mouse and keyboard. Depends on the game, I guess. Like, yeah, it's funny. I should say that because I'm also I find I actually finally cracked open Dishonored and I'm playing right. that with the controller. So you'd think mm-hmm. I would have I would have stuck. I don't know. Some games just feel better to me. As soon as I touch it, I know if I grab that controller and move it around, I'm like, mm. then I'll grab the mouse and keyboard and go. <laughs> I know which one this was meant for. And I immediately sink into it. And I had the exact opposite experience with Dishonored. So as soon as I started Metro, keyboard and mouse felt right. And controller didn't. I tried both ways. Then I immediately went and installed it. Dishonored. Same deal, except the opposite. Tried keyboard, didn't like it. Controller felt right. So I don't know. It's weird, right? I don't. I don't mm. get why I'm sensitive That's to weird. that. I think it's because my voice cracked. When Brian and I were playing Quake back in the day, like you were talking about, right, right. When you were trained that way to play a shooter, I feel like that sticks with you in a way that it oh my will, gosh, yeah, yeah. We, it's, it's hard we to not study. We studied WSDD. I mean, there was all kind of controversy. It was like, no, no, you should use the, you should use the ASDF, and you should use them. It's like, whatever, man. Yeah. What do, what do I want to use here? Yeah. yeah. There was there was whole before YouTube. There was like you would read pages and pages about theory on what's the fastest and who's moving the fastest. And yep. Who's whipping around the space. quickest and how you're gonna get right. the best rocket jump off without blah 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 whatever. Yeah. I mean, right. th- there was a real science to it, and, and I just feel like some of that stuff stuck with me, and it's easier for me to pick that up. But it's again, it's a feel thing, and it doesn't mean I don't like controllers. They're great for shooters. I, I don't have a problem with them. I just think some are are developed with that in mind, and therefore just play better out of the shoot. And I don't think Metro. Shoot. I, I think Metro was was primarily for keyboard mouse. But then mm-hmm. again, this version ended up on all the consoles. That wasn't always true. That wasn't true of the first one. You know, so they're obviously a little more console consoleified. But uh, I don't know. That's a it's a good. It's a good question, a good argument to have, actually, why, yeah. which one's better. But in this case, I don't know. I just ended up preferring it. Yeah, I, I find it fine on the controller. There's times where there's just too much for the controller. Yeah. But for for this one, I, I'm perfectly fine with it. You like how you have to charge your flashlight? I like those touches, like weird little... I'm about an hour and a half into it. Mm. Um, I you don't, may not have had to do that yet. Yeah, if I, had a, I haven't had to charge it yet. Is eventually so, but, a little indicator that says you run out of power and you bring up this like old school crank charger and you got to crank <laughs> it five times. And it's great. Oh, cool. It's really cool. Anyway. Yeah, it's it's fun game. Thanks for uh, giving it to me. Yeah, no problem. It's good. It was on sale. May still be, everybody. If you still. No, it's is not. It not I, now? I, no, because oh. I was curious how much it was. It's like $39 normally. Oh, I missed out, man. 10 bucks. It's cheap. Mm. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Um, all right. So then I'm only a couple of missions into Dishonored and I can already tell I'm going to really like it. I don't know why I didn't play it before. I don't know what my deal was. I even had it in Steam and I just, 
I think I was just, I'd played a ton of Skyrim and I felt like I was kind of, oh, and also what was the other one I played? Um, uh, The other spy sneak around similar one that even one of the dudes made this game. Thief? No, the other one after Thief, the one made in the 90s, it was in the Unreal Engine. I can't, my brain's not 100% Mm. here. Chat room will know a minute from now. Oh, in the 90s. Yeah, no, like late 90s, early 2000s. It was, dude, mm. spa- cyber implants rolling oh, around. Oh, Far Cry 3? No. Oh. No, that would be, that's just a year old, that game. I can't remember. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They have the new one. There's a new one, and it's, I played it last year, and it was great. Not Unreal Thief. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal Thief. Chat room, you're no help to me. I can't remember the damn name. Not Splinter oh. Cell. Before all that, it, it's old piece. Deus Ex. There it is. Oh, Deus Ex. Jeez. All right. So I played that game right before this one came out, and they're very similar in terms of like gadgets and abilities and when you get them and how it works and the story and all this stuff. And I think I just wasn't in the mood. Yeah. But now that I'm playing it, it's good. That game's, feel. That game's great. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna be. It's kind of like you with your Fallout. You can't do Fallout Four tomorrow. You'd hate that. Yeah, I would. You wouldn't hate it, but you'd be like, <laughs> well, like I would much. probably do what I did with Fallout New Vegas and played a little bit and go, I'm just not ready. I, I'm I'm not enjoying it as much as I thought I would, and I would take a break for a year yeah. <laughs> before going back to it. Yeah. Who would feel- you say this to? The game? Would you say I'm just not ready for you right now? So- I've I have to break up with you. I'm sorry, I'm Fallout. Up, yeah. And the <laughs> video game breakups. PS4 would say. I was not programmed to love. <laughs> Speaking of PS4, right now as we record this, it's in the other room humming away, downloading uh, Infamous <laughs> Second Son for me. So I'm pretty oh, yes. excited uh, about that. I'm in, I'm interested in that. Well, let me know how that goes. It's, um, so the reviews so far, very positive, doing, right. doing well. And um, most of them say... That it's a huge graphical animation, facial uh, movement jump in the future. Like, it looks really, really, really nice. Like, feels very next generation. Maybe the first game to do so on new consoles. Uh, so, praising that. Graphics, they're saying, are great. Gameplay-wise, they're saying it's essentially the best parts of the infamous games brought forward. And the, and the worst stuff was left behind. And that's great. Whatever that means. I don't know what the worst things were. I always liked those <laughs> games. I love those first two games. So... I suspect I'm going to really like this and uh, it's installing now. Well, it's downloading now. 34 gig or something. It's huge. Relatively huge. That's a, yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah. That's as big as my World of Warcraft install. That'll give you right. an idea. Uh, so we'll check it. We'll check it out uh, and talk about it next week because I have no time to play it yet until it's down. That's the other thing is it's super slow. No time to down. play. Oh, this is good news though. Sony said, uh, hold on. That's Hold on, I'm walking away from the microphone. I was talking, Goodbye. I was talking to, uh, no, I wasn't talking to anybody. I was reading that Sony said during GDC this week that they're going to start letting people do preloads, kind of Steam style. So right, right. Uh, that'll alleviate the big hit they take. Like today, today they're taking this huge hit because the game's brand new. It's out today and everyone's trying to download it at once. If they do preloads, people can get it ahead of time and, and save some bandwidth and, you know, uh, try not to all fight on day one. To get when the will you preload? Uh, you would get it like a month ahead. That's my guess. Okay, you get maybe a month two ahead. You, you think preload first day would be just as bad as any other time? No, what I'm saying is all mm-hmm. it does is it just spreads the traffic out. So instead, right, of, right. instead of everyone forced to get it on day one, you could preload a week ago. So you've got it and it's just waiting for activation. Just like right. Steam. It's the only reason they do it. They make it seem like it's some big benefit to you as a user, but it's not. Other than speed. 
on the day of. So it, it's only a benefit to them because you've just given them a reason not to worry about your 34 gig of bandwidth during the time that everybody's scrambling to get it. Because there's still going to be day one scramblers. Right. This oh, just going to be the day, there's going to be night before scramblers who went, oh, crap, I got to preload that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there will be. But they'll be spread out into different groups <laughs> of, pre, of smart people who got early, other people who waited too late, <laughs> other people getting it day of. Like they just want to spread that out some. And it's a good idea. I did that with uh, the the documentary that Steam oh, is yeah. going to be releasing soon. It's out now. Today? Is it? Yeah, no. Uh, Tuesday came out. Um, the one, the, the free to play one. Yeah, free to play. It's called. Yeah, free to play. It's but it's in my. Deal. It's in my. Did you download yeah, it? Yeah, I got it. It's in. I started did playing you watch it. it. I haven't watched the whole thing. I started it though. Because I have it. it installed, and it just it still says that it's what? it's preloaded. That's weird. You should. Play it and see what happens. Weird. Hit play and see what it does. Well, not now or whenever, but it's called free to play, right? Yeah, free to play. It's free, all free, free to play. play. Free yeah, to play. If you say it, if you say it like that, free to play. Free to play. Free to play. <laughs> yeah, March nineteenth. What the heck? Yeah, you should have had this already. Yeah, uh, that's weird. So they may be goofing up on yours. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but what yeah, else? That's what I did and it didn't work. <laughs> Apparently. So I'm going to keep playing Dishonored. I I, I want to. I think what I'm going to do is beat Metro, be distracted gonna, by. Uh, I'm going to beat Metro. Second no Son, and then Dishonored is probably after that. And then I want to thank Mr. Pete W, who gave to me the game Space Hulk, which is their sort of a Warhammer 40k top oh, right, down right. looks just like the board game kind of Warhammer game. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've only really just cracked a couple of games or one game open with it. But yes, I've played a couple of those tabletop sit down and play with your buddies games. And it's just like that. And that's good. I like it. So I'm going to keep playing it. They have a game like this on the iPad called Warhammer. Oh, Nicole, you even played this Warhammer Quest or Pad Hammer. Warhammer something. Anyway, it's a basic. It's the same. It's too many names for you. Same idea. But thanks. Thanks, Mr. Pete W. It's a Steve name. That was really nice of him. Brian, tell me about uh, the robot game. What the hell's this? The robot game? The robot game. So I got this game. I'm going to the robot going, game. Right, the robot game. Do, 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 do. Oh, not the robots is actually what it's called. <laughs> oh, not it's the called robots. not the robots. It's kind of a it's kind of a roguelike. I think yeah, you would we've like talked. It. A, we've already talked about a, this. game. I did a video of this game. The developer really? sent us all a copy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you just yeah, finally never, play it? I never actually get to play though. I oh, good. Well, what'd you oh. think? Well, there's no one he's talking about it because we've already made a video and everything. <laughs> Nicole said. No, I didn't it say was, I made a video. No, it was cool. I made, I made a Frog Pants TV of it. It is cool. It's I a like cool it. game. I didn't see the Frog Pants TV. I would have watched that. Yeah, it's really good. It's very cool. Basically, you walk, you walk around and you hit the space bar, you hold down the space bar, and you suck up furniture. It's pretty cool. You got to got to avoid sentries. You got to avoid lasers. You know, laser beams. Yeah. You can't argue with that, but it's a lot of fun. It's good. It's I like that game a lot. I was pleasantly surprised by it, and I like the roguelike right. tendencies of it because you know I'm a fan of that. Uh, oh, it gets real hard after a while. Woo. It does. Oh, yeah, every every level is like a different like kind of little puzzle. You got to go. Okay, I've got the ability to be invisible, but I can't move. Yeah. Eee, so you got to figure it all out. So it's a lot of fun. But I didn't get to really play a lot this week because most of the week I spent puking. Oh, what? That's right. You were sick. Oh, I'm sorry. And it was your birthday, too. Yeah, just sick of my birthday. Couldn't go out and get the banana split like I wanted to for my birthday. So, 
just that's sick, oddly specific. Sick, Weird. Sick. That's my thing that I wanted. What do you want for your birthday? Nothing. A banana split. Leave me alone. So what'd you have? What kind of horrible disease did you have for I a whole week? Do Jeez. not I don't know. Well, it was it was more like it was the worst of oh, it was stomach. for a day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You had a worst of it was like for a day or so. I don't know if it was stomach virus or food poisoning, but for like two or three days afterwards, I'm like, I don't want to eat nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Crackers. You got some crackers. You crackers and soup. Do you have a little soup? So it was, right. So it was me and every once in a while I would roll over and I'd play something like Pocket Mine or something, which by the way is getting way too complicated. Yeah, game <laughs> They've added all kinds of crap to it now and you got to choose these different modes and it's like one strike mode if you want to play that and it takes two energy bars and it's like, I can't do all of this. I just want to press buttons. If you mean if by complicated you mean not good still i agree I think no no it's, it's an excellent game a lot of fun they've <laughs> added a lot of cool stuff to it yeah. but honestly i just want to get in there and click i understand that's how i am let me click let's get out of here and click i'm with you but i've got some games on the. i've got some games on the way i've got some things i want to play like what what are you looking forward to I've got it. I've got it. Because I assume. Stuff things. Because I assume on your list here in the notes, Pukeville is a reference to you being sick. Anus Tickler 2055 was a joke I played on you. Right. But I put 2049 like Robotron. (laughs) If you're going to be topical, at least be topical. Yeah. If you got an Anus Tickler, it may as well be a dual stick shooter game. Right. I've got a game called The Cat Lady. Oh, the cat lady. What is this? Explain. Uh, it, it's uh, it's it's the cat lady. It's it's a little game that um, I don't I don't even know where I got it from. I think Neff might have sent it to me. I don't know. What's the point? Good of old it? Neff. What's the point Good of it? Neff. Neff has been really really a help lately with my games. Yeah, it's the cat lady. It's it's about uh, uh, Susan Ashworth, a lonely forty year old woman on the verge of suicide. <laughs> she has no family, no friends, and no hope. And I'm totally not reading this off Steam for a better future. <laughs> One day she discovers that five changes will come along and change everything. And I'm assuming she's talking about dogs five strangers i want to be five cats because she's a cat lady well no but she's already got cats oh oh, oh, oh. all right i get what it. i'm looking for I'm, I'm looking forward to it it looks kind of uh artsy fartsy i look forward to your comprehensive review coming up next week on the final score right and this week on the final score brian reviews a game that scott played two months ago on free play something hmm, something like that that'd be remember. awesome uh nicole what about yeah. chains so uh, speaking of Neff, uh, he sent me this puzzle game, Chains, and he said there's two reasons why he hasn't given you any games, Scott. doesn't like me anymore. No, you're oh. not friends with him on Steam, number one. Oh, I'm not? <gasps> How yeah. can you not be friends with someone on Steam, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was. And then you're always talking about all the games you get, and then he feels bad for me and Brian. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, yeah, but he's most of the games I get are my my horrible sense of self control on a Friday night at five o'clock. Going, what's this? It has the word roguelike in it. I'm buying it. Sight unseen. Um, well, so, that's but, fun. But this chains game is 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 uh, I really I need to check to see if it's on the iPad because it would be uh, awesome on the iPad. Mm-hmm. It these little balls drop from the sky. Are, okay. are they are they chains? No. <laughs> what you do Dang is. It. All of these color balls drop from the sky and you create a chain of connecting them. Right, right. And Wait, is this, is this Peggle? It, no, 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 not at all, not at all. Peggle, right. you have to shoot the ball and hit the Right, game. right, right. This is, uh, this like, is more for like instance, Plinko. No, not even that. Because <laughs> Brian's just going to keep throwing out what he thinks it is until you tell him. That's how that's like happen. one of, like, each puzzle is a little different. So, right. like, there was one where 
all the balls were dropping into a bucket. And if there were too many balls, then the, the lid would open and you had to get 200 balls before the lid was open. So you, interesting. And it's, it does kind of like the physics of it because you might have a yellow ball next to a green ball, but then a pink ball might, or a red ball might drop and knock right. that off. To where now you can get all a big long chain and dis- disappear oh. those. But it's 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 a fun little puzzler. But again, I I want it to be on my iPad, yeah. not my PC. I know, right? I feel this that way be- sometimes. I'll play a game and go, well, both ways. I feel that way about some yeah. games that should be on my PC instead. But that game sounds like an iPad game for sure. To me. Yeah. In fact, I'm just gonna look. Chains iOS. Probably is. <laughs> hey, while you check it out, let's go. Ooh, looky here, everyone. A wild Casey Banta appears, and he appears with a stack of letters that in- indicate he has great trivia for us today. Right. Because he does just this like every Pokemon. time. Just like Pokemon. Yeah, just like Pokemon. Got to catch them all. Got to Casey them all. Casey, what's going on? <laughs> hey, guys. Happy weekend. Oh, thanks, man. I'm just glad Brian's <laughs> feeling better. Uh, I feel like I'm walking on uh, pins and needles a little bit because everybody I know, both far and abroad, close and near... All have had some horrible stomach thing this year, and I haven't. And Lucky. I'm terrified that I, I'm going to just, I'm, it's only a matter of time now. Diabeticulitis. Well, that's different. But like a full-on like yakking it up deal. I mean, I haven't thrown up since 2005. I got a record to keep here. Uh-oh. I know. <laughs> and I feel, doomed It yourself. feels like I am doomed. I feel like that means that it's I'm more likely than anyone else because I've gone this long. And before that, 98. Before that, I don't remember. <laughs> so two times and the only times I can even remember in the last 15, 20 years. I mean, that's just, that's crazy. I don't want to barf now. Now is not the time. All right. That's crazy. So, uh, Casey, what, what was our game? What did we pick? Well, for now, you all sound fantastic and you all get to answer Aww. a trivia question from Nicole's pick, Rule of Rose. Rule. Son of a... Oh, it's today's uh, old school. Old school, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, awesome. I know nothing of this game, so I'm going to lose terribly or get lucky. So how are you well, going to do it? What are we doing this week to ensure a loser? <laughs> I will ensure a loser, I'm sure. It's going to be a classic multiple choice question. Yeah. All right, all right. By the way, this game looks like it would have been fantastic if it didn't have terrible gameplay and sexual undertones from little children. What? But anyways, here we go. That's why it was banned, I think, in Australia. Yeah. Yes. Everything's banned there. But not in Nicole's house. <laughs> no. It was a good I thought it was a good game. So you have you have loving memories of this game. I mean, loving is a little strong, but I remember <laughs> enjoying I thought, wow, that was that was a different interesting game i i i enjoyed it all right well lay it on us then casey let's go casey let's go in (laughs) rule of rose which of the following is not an improvised weapon that the main character jennifer uses to beat back her foes okay is it a an ice pick b a yardstick c a pipe or D, a dessert fork. <laughs> oh, all of those sound like really good answers. Um, all right, who's first? Um, you go first, Scott. Okay. Ha-ha. Yardstick. Okay. Okay, that's wrong. Brian? <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and pick uh, one, Brian. Uh, uh, what, was index finger one of them? What was it again? <laughs> You've got ice pick, yardstick. Ice pick. Oh. 
Okay. You can't beat anybody back with an ice pick. You'll there, stab them to death and they will die. Just for the record and for completionism, there was no index finger in that list. <laughs> no. Yeah. This is the weapon that was not, correct? Correct. Which one is not? I, I definitely remember the lead pipe. I'm I'm pretty sure I had a yardstick stick. It's between the uh, dessert fork and the ice pick. I think it was dessert fork. The reason I, the reason this is going to bug me if Brian's right is because I now have a sneaking suspicion that the game would have been too violent to have an ice pick, and therefore that's why that one's not there, and the rest of these are kind of goofy in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, we'll find out. We have to stick <laughs> yeah, to our answers, but what do you say, Casey? Okay, you will find out. None of you said C, a pipe. A pipe was one of the weapons in the game. Okay, all right. So you're safe there. All right, dodge that, dodge that bullet. One of us got it right. Um, let's see. Nicole, you said uh, dessert, dessert fork. fork, right? Yeah. A dessert fork, that is the first weapon you get in the Damn, game. Damn, I forgot. Is a dessert fork. <gasps> oh, so, I forgot. No. It's been a long time. What it's can I say? It's been a while. <laughs> okay. I remember just using the lead pipe a lot. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> So that means one of you is a winner. Yeah. yeah. I think it's Brian. Chicken dinner. <laughs> if Brian gets this, because he thought it was index finger, I'm going to be ticked. <laughs> <laughs> well, Scott, untick yourself. You have the correct answer. Oh, oh my gosh. Yards take. Really? No way. Man, I totally forgot then. I yes. just, wow. Okay. That was all instinct because I never played this game. I had no idea. Well, okay. Well, you nicely, lucky guess. Nice job, Scott. Way to go, man. I'm going to talk to myself now. <laughs> so uh, who picks this time? Who's the next picker? Um, It's your turn. Sam. All right, good. I won, so I get to pick. Not really, but I'll pick anyway. So here's what I'm going to pick. Let's go with... I was just thinking about this yesterday. Can we go with Hexen? Hexen. The old PC shooter fantasy game, Hexen? Sure. It was uh, Raven Software based okay. on the Doom engine. Whatever. Yeah, we've we've done a old school of it before, but I used to love Hexen. So let's do Hexen. Let's do Hexen. All right, we're doing Hexen. It's Casey Banta, everybody. Casey Banta on Twitter. Listen to his uh, music memories at the end of the show. Casey, stay out of trouble, man. I'll try. Bye now. See, you See ya. That Casey fella, he's all right. He's okay, right? He's a good boy. He's all right, I'm telling you. We got a board game geek coming up later. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that was good. We like that. Uh, Nicole, we ended yeah. with uh, you not talking yet about this new DLC talking, for Fallout New Vegas. Talking, you know, we ended talking about balls, oh, but yeah, uh, balls. No. <laughs> Drop, dropping balls or something. Dropping balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is the last time I'll talk about Fallout New Vegas because I finished all of the no. DLC, um, and it was awesome and great, and it really it was just a wonderful experience. And and I've even started playing some of the um the mods the adventure mods so oh, there's cool. two out there one the one i'm playing right now is project brazil and oh, then uh i'm looking at project nevada but it just seems a little bit complicated to install so i might just get frustrated and move on to something else no, you hate those <laughs> ones that are all like here's the texture pack and go get this this is yeah. stuff brian likes like he would like yeah. to do that more than actually play the mod Right. <laughs> Whereas you would rather just play the damn thing. I just want to install it. it. So I just like with Project Brazil, you only need the base game. You install it through Nexus Mods, and that's it. And it's done. Yeah. And it's uh, it took them four years to build this mod and professional voice acting. It's 
really great. All right. So if you're a fan of Fallout New Vegas and you miss Project Brazil, you should go back and put that puppy in. All right. It's awesome. So I'm done. You're done. That's it. You're out with the game. Okay. I I may still play it, but I will not talk about it anymore on the show. I'm sure people are tired of hearing me talk about it. You have a special relationship with that game, and I think it should be noted. All right. Duly noted. (laughs) Oh, look what's going on now. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, join us now as we speak to our board game nerd. It's Dan on the line. Dan, what's going on? How's it going, guys? Hey, good, man. I, Thanks for hanging in there I love for the, us. I love the music. I feel like I'm uh, a phone a friend. <laughs> <laughs> kind of, yeah. You get your own little theme this, this week. Uh, we really, really enjoyed your first uh, segment on here, so I've been looking forward to this. We kind of jacked up the schedule last week, but it's good to have you back. Well, dude. that was my fault. I had uh, I was out of town with, uh, with the wife for my anniversary, and... Uh, just oh, happy anniversary. Parents. Well, thank you very much. How many years? You, you, uh, 12 years last week. Holy shite. Good job. <laughs> That's great. And, and of course, um, I bet, Nicole, you want to guess the, the first thing we decided to do on our anniversary trip? Take a guess. You play, you play Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> no, we <laughs> slept. <laughs> you we slept. We slept. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> when you're away from the kids. Yeah, That's great. That's great. That's no, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, Dan, what have you got with, uh, for us this week? I assume you have some awesome board game none of us can live without. Well, this is the thing. I'm going to start a nice little all the games that uh, all the board gamers should own, like uh, the mandatory games you should own. And this week I've tailored it to Nicole because last week she said she wants a two-player game that her and Mark can play. Now, this game is, uh, is called Forbidden Island. Now, the cool thing about it is it's a co-op game. Now, usually when you play games, it's everybody's cutthroat and you want to kill everybody else or eliminate everybody. But this is a, co- a strictly 100% co-op game where you're both working together to try and get the four artifacts before the island sinks. Wow. And, uh, I like it. it it's a it's a tiny little game. I'm gonna throw in, uh, again. I'm gonna throw a nice little picture in the uh, chat for everybody to check it out. Now, er, each turn, you basically are gonna try and uh, keep the uh, island from sinking because pieces of the island are gonna sink every turn. So you'll keep the island from sinking. You're gonna shore up different pieces, and then you're gonna search for different artifacts. And you're you're both kind of like Indiana Jones type people, and mm-hmm. everybody has their own power. There's a, a pilot, an engineer, <gasps> a navigator, an explorer, which is really cool because you can Nicole actually. Paladin. So, wait, hold on. Can you do a pilot? Sorry. Can, you, can you can you only do? I mean, it's all. Is it co-op or are you versus each other in this? Uh, thing? It, it's strictly co-op. So you're uh, if the island sinks all the way, or if one of you guys dies, you both die. Wow. All right. Oh. Interesting so take. And it's really good two-player because you're really working together. If you kind of get to that three and four, you have that alpha gamer problem, which happens in some co-ops where it's like yeah. some jerks like, well, if you do this, you do this, and you do this, then we win. And you're like, well, that was no fun. Yeah. Right. If, right. But if you're playing together, then it's 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 totally a fun time. And uh, the a great thing about the game is it's less than twenty dollars. You can find it usually at like Barnes Noble or or even Target. Um, and the only drawback it comes in a tin, oh, which Ooh. is weird. Which is weird to store on a shelf when you've got all the regular boxes and stuff. That's true. Like one tins. of those long tins, like kind of the um, the, the Jenga looking tin. It's, dom- it's, no, it's like the Domino tins, right? Exactly. Yeah. So it's not too big, but it's still really wonky to try and stack with other things. Well, it sounds awesome. Would you, if you had to give it a rating between one and ten, what would you give it? Oh, when it comes to a family-friendly or you know spouse-friendly, this is a, a, a nine. This is a nine for me because oh, wow. this. What's great about this is it leads into a lot of other games. You got. I'm not sure if you guys heard of uh, Pandemic at all. I have heard. Uh, of it. Yeah. In fact, I own Pandemic. I've just never played it. And this is kind of pandemic light, just kind of uh, like somebody said in chat room. This is basically the first step before you get into pandemic. Mm. And just like pandemic, it has an app for oh, the iPhone. I oh, believe it's I, it might be iPad only. It's $4.99 in the app store for Forbidden Island. 
Okay. Um, it does have one in-app purchase, but it's not an annoying one. Like it's not required. It's the right. in-app purchase. I think is ninety-nine cents, and you unlock other maps that you can play. Nice. Uh, in, which is really cool because normally it's just like this kind of weird square thing where you're kind of moving around the map. The other ones have like a square where there's a big hole in the middle or even like a horse shape. It's really, really funky stuff. So it just kind of improves it. Uh, it this is a great, great game. All right. All right. That so sounds like, really good. Forbidden Island, you say? That's the name? Yes, sir. By uh, by Game Right. Publishing. And you can get that Amazon, other places, kind of all oh, over yeah. the place? Amazon, you probably yeah. get it for about 15. 10, 11 bucks. Yeah, oh, 15? Okay. 15 right now. That's not bad. That seems pretty reasonable. Nicole, are you going to get it? Oh, yeah. All definitely. right. Well, then Dan definitely. has made your day better Yay, than it was Dan. before you got here. Uh, Dan, it's next always week, fun, it's, dude. Uh, Scott, your turn. It's your turn next week, and I will pick something out Ooh. for you and the fam that, and for anybody else. This is a five or six player game. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but that's your tease. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. That'll be, that'll be awesome. <laughs> Dan, tell, uh, tell people where they can find you on Twitter or wherever you want them to find you. Well, you can check me out on uh, the Geek All Stars podcast. It's uh, primarily board game, but we talk about just about anything. Uh, we're doing a real good, uh, our own NCAA tournament this week, this weekend on uh, dice games, nice. which should be really fun. Uh, and I'm uh, Geek Jock Blog on Twitter. Nice. Go check him out. Big thanks, man. We'll talk to you next time. You guys, have a great weekend. I appreciate right. it. We'll see you. Awesome. Bye, Dan. I enjoyed that. I like that a lot. That that's, was fun. That's a great new segment right there, everybody. Yeah. Dan? Plus, it makes me Sorry. Know. Makes me want to go play Uncharted. Anyway, uh, Dan's been sending in segments for the end of uh, Nerd Parents too. Oh, lovely! So, Good. Yeah, so Dan's the man. He's definitely a nerd parent. He is. Yeah. He'll be at Nerdtacular this year, helping us run the board game area. So, that'll oh, cool! Be good. Yeah, yeah, that'll be awesome. Uh, all right, so we're gonna move on to some quick news here. Nothing too big. A couple things. I need food. Sony introduced and unveiled the Project Morpheus, which is uh, also rumored to be ultimately called Sony PlayStation View or right. PS View for short. It yep, is you have, their, to, you have to pick a virtual uh, pill to take. Yeah, whatever you're going to do. Right. Take the red pill. Be- it's also right. NASA has something called Project Morpheus, which has nothing to do with this, but... Uh, or, or the Matrix. But anyway, it is a head-mounted uh, 3D virtual reality Oculus oh. Rift uh, competitor, and it looks pretty sweet. People are talking about it in mostly positive terms. That's 1080p, lots of positional tracking going on. Uh, not for this year, although rumors have been leaked that it may be for release this year. Uh, and if it is, and if these rumors are to be believed, very competitively priced at about 300 bucks for the headset, move controller uh, type wand things that'll help you with the positional tracking and right, right. a camera all bundled in one package. That's a pretty damn good deal. That's and awesome. it looks like we may see some real mainstream uh, support for VR. Now, some have said, well, you know, it's easy. It's when announcements like this come out, immediately people start picking camps. You know, they want to just, right, well, right. what about Oculus? Oculus is doing fine. They got amazing stuff. They showed at GDC this week. Uh, essentially these two head, these two uh, display sets are mostly on par from what I've been hearing from everybody. And, uh, I think it looks pretty rad. So I am excited to see the mainstreamification of VR and hopefully they do it right. Once again, Sony seems pretty hungry to do. Sony does. Yeah. Sony does pretty good when it comes to uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. They at least, they at least buy all in, you know what I mean? Well, they have in the past. Sometimes they've been too much like they're they're pushing pushing blu-ray above and beyond what gamers wanted right. for the ps3 was probably a mistake and they've admitted that but this time around they seem to be so focused on the core i, I don't know how they could go too wrong here especially if that price point's right i i just feel like we've been talking about vr forever well it's forever just, i think it's just been oh, so look at it this way the last 20 years we've been promised virtual reality and it just never happened everything was crap nothing was good 
We didn't right. have the technology. We're now finally having the technology and the conversation about it has ramped up in the last year and a half to the point of you feel like that's all anyone's ever talking about. <laughs> exactly. I totally am with you there. It's definitely like this hot topic. But the hotness. if they can the pull it off, man, and there are some compelling experiences and first party development is is all in on this for Sony, then that's a that's a big whoop. So that's more important to me than any Connect ever was. What? So yeah, Connect <laughs> never did anything. You for me. never, I know, never did a thing for me. Not complain, one. complain, complain. I tried. I bought games. I know. I liked uh, Dance Central. It was all right. Yeah, those dan- the dance games were the only thing that really worked. Worked was <laughs> well was worth worth anything. I yeah, mean, honestly, the workout stuff was okay. Some of those exercise apps are all right. And um, you go through these cycles so many times. You start to get jaded on the new, cool, next thing that's going to revolutionize gaming. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, what what do we have now? What am I going to waste my money on now? Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm becoming old. That's what it is. <laughs> Crotchety and. Well, my time with the Rift. <laughs> excited about it. But my my time know. with the Rift is, if it's taught me anything, it is that there's something to this this time around. There's something special happening here. The real question is, it's all about games because right now it's all prototypes and demos and that's not enough to rule the day. Now, can somebody with the kind of gaming heft and sort of market heft of Sony make a big difference in that way? I feel like they have to succeed here or it's a real bad thing. So they've got to do it right. It's got to be compelling. And the games themselves have to be something special or else no one's going to care. Did you see the the Eve, was it Eve Valkyrie? Mm -hmm. Now that... I don't. I probably wouldn't play Eve as a standalone game, mm-hmm. but if the v, the VR with that game, yeah, it looks great. I, I don't know. It kind of kicks it up a notch, right? They're, they're putting that out. They even they said at GDC they're putting that out for both Sony's headset and the Oculus uh, mm-hmm. as well. So that's a big deal. That thing started out as just a, a goofball pet project in the company. They weren't even going to publish it. Oh, but really? They're going to now. Yeah, they've flushed it out because people were freaking out about it. They saw it at the. That EveCon thing they do, whatever it's called, right, right, right. Yeah. and they people are flipping out like this is the greatest thing ever. Why, why, why isn't this a game? Well, we're just goofing. We're just trying to see what it's capable of, and now I think they're serious. So I think hmm. that game looks good. Uh let's see. There's a bunch of cool indie stuff this week. I mean, for the most part, this wasn't a week of big announcements, other than no, Morpheus it's a game developers thing. Yeah. yeah, which is good. It's good. It's good to hear all that. If you're a dev and you went, you probably had way more fun, right? Than you should or something. Uh, what else? We never talk about Nintendo enough. So I did a poll and I put it up and the poll asked the following question of our listeners. Best Nintendo console ever. And I did not include handhelds. Okay. So just TV straight to your TV consoles. The choices were the Super Nintendo Entertainment System or the SNES as some call it. The, uh, hold on. I don't want to tell you the winners yet. There we go. go. Uh, The NES, obviously, Nintendo Entertainment System, N64, GameCube, Wii U, Virtual Boy, and the Wii. Okay, those are your options. The results are in. With a whopping 37% of the vote, the Super Nintendo, the clear winner here. Absolutely. I think I agree with that. I agree. Yeah, I do I'm absolutely agreeing, yeah. It's a hell of a machine. N64 with uh, second place. That surprised a lot of people with 30%. Not no, I liked it. I was also I was actually just right on par. That's nice. right. That was my uh, second. Big fan as well. NES right. at third. Uh, GameCube at number at number four with eleven percent, and Wii at number five with three. Wii U at two. Ouch. 
<laughs> and Virtual Boy at one. <laughs> so five total votes for Virtual Boy. Not did not do extremely well in the poll, but uh, interesting, you know, to get the kind of mindset right. of players who listen to our show. Oh, like what it. else? EA got hacked. Well, imagine that. Uh, you say it's because. Oh, this has I the see. wrong article. Oh, does it really? Yeah, it's got the VR headset. Well, they basically what they're trying to do is they're trying to, uh, since you can tie in your Apple account with your EA account, they're trying to, there's basically like a, a middle area there of trying to to snag your Apple ID right. information. So, mm. and not more bad news for EA. Yeah. Too bad, right? They just can't seem to put it under control, man. They just can't seem to. They can't catch a good story. They cannot get a good no. piece of, of uh well, I guess they had a pretty good launch for Titanfall. Didn't have too many issues. Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I still don't feel compelled to pay 60 bucks for a multiplayer game, but some people have chided me saying, well, you paid 50 for cards and Hearthstone. Yeah. What do you think about that? And I said, well, I mainly did that to test it for the instance, you know, I had to take one for the team. But also, um, I, I guess I'm specifically talking about a multiplayer shooter. I'm just, I don't know if that's, an, I, 60 bucks a little high. That's all. There's a lot of those experiences yeah. for a lot less than that now on lots of platforms. And I don't know why I would spend that there. So anyway, I, they've already inked a deal uh, for uh, Titanfall 2 and it is not a Microsoft Xbox One or Windows exclusive. So right. that means I'll be playing the sequel probably on my PS4 or you know maybe my Xbox One by then. But the point is I like it when they don't lock it down to one platform. Bugs me. Right, right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Peter Molyneux is the most quotable person at GDC. Plus yeah, he thinks man. Fable three was a train wreck. He didn't love it. <laughs> right. I didn't. Every, I, everything. He was talking a lot, man. He had a lot to say and a lot of people were quoting him. I didn't so, like you know, that game was, either. I don't think right. it was that bad. You, I know you don't, you like that game for some I reason did. and everyone else I know hated like, it. Uh, why built, why does he think it's a train wreck? Like he says um, this link is to his Google profile. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at the, the IGN article in my mind as the designer, whenever I'm making a game, I, I have this perfect jewel in mind. Fables for me was this beautiful, incredible, amusing, funny, artistic, wonderful gem of a game that anyone could play. Yeah, I, I don't see where he's saying it's flawed. Well, he's not. That's Fable one. Not he's that, talking about. That was, yeah, that was oh, first, that was the first that was his one. Baby. Yeah, that he's was talking about. He loved that, he loved that oh, game. Oh, it's not down till later. I'm trying um, to find. Then, there is a. Is it this one? Crap, I'm trying to find the interview he did. No, that's not it either. There's this great interview where I cannot believe the things he was saying, and I can't find it. It was on Kotaku. Right. He was talking good about about Nintendo, saying, hey, don't give him such a hard time. He was talking good about EA. It's like, hey, you know, how much they've done for us. Yeah. and Yeah, so he's he's had some stuff to say this past week. Uh, I can't find it. All right, well, in here somewhere. You'll want to find it, guys. Dig around. Uh, and read the interview he did about his latest projects. That's a super short interview, but the funniest thing you'll ever read. And I can't find it. It's a hoot. Oh, yeah. I meant to have it for the show. It's really, really funny. Oh, here it is. Shortest game interview you'll ever need to read. Here it is. <laughs> I'm going to read the whole thing. Peter Molyneux on Goddess, that game on the PC. Right, which, right. Which, by the way, has improved a lot. I've been messing with it. It's not bad now. Anyway, he says, my dream is impossible to realize, but it's important to dream. I want core gamers to play with casual gamers so I can play a game with my girlfriend. Did I say girlfriend? I should have said my wife. It is very interesting psychologically. We don't allow you to chat in goddess. The reason for that is because chatting encourages bullying. It's ambitious. It's stupidly ambitious. 
And you can ask me all these questions, but the answer is I don't know. Or you can, sorry. With Curiosity, Project Curiosity, I had no idea the players would retell the story of 9-11 cooperatively. It's an amazing time to be a game designer. Well, thank you and have a great rest of your day, says the interviewer. Now Peter Molyneux dropping something. She says, um, what was that? He says, an orange. I tried to catch it like a cool person, but it fell out of my hand. That's the interview. Isn't that the weirdest thing? That is weird. He's a weirdo. I like him, though. You like it. Uh, that's your news for the week. Let's get on to some emails. Uh, no, wait. Yeah, I got one email. This is from last week, actually. Yeah, the one you're supposed to read last week. We're right. Dear Scott Bryan and the Eternal Nicole. Ah. I just need to get this off my chest. Sorry, guys. Earlier tonight, I was in the TFS Minecraft server. I'm new to Minecraft, so what better way than to join the Frog Pants community server? I really wanted to highlight how wonderful these guys are. Uh, Riggs, who sorry, Riggs, who showed me through or around his Minecraft home on the server and patiently showed me how to add to my purposed water village, proposed rather mm-hmm. is the word I meant to say. Uh, blah 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 blah. It says Dan um, and something something numbers who gave me a mule and a uh, <laughs> what and a and patiently showed me the way to my own home because I'm too noobish to know what coordinates are Fred waffles who saved me from the zombies because oh, I was out at night with no armor or weapon. Anyway, he's basically saying these guys were really trying to help him when we're super nice. Oh yeah. Uh, then while all in the middle of this, somebody got in, that was a complete troll and started trolling right. everybody. Uh, they tried to help with him or work with him but to no avail. He just kept spamming being a complete douchebag Carl, which is a reference to the instance. Uh, I made or say I may, or I mean, these are the nicest people in the world. I, just couldn't stand it. I want to sing out their praises. Old Pseudonite, who I've had the pleasure of talking to, and Raymond, who I have. I don't know what that means. Uh, I also read this out to let you guys know you are the best people I have ever met, and I want you to know you Aww. handled yourself well, kept true to yourselves despite the trolling. I love you guys. Keep up the good attitudes. It's great, and it's appreciated by noobs like me. You're welcome to my water village anytime. I love you all. <laughs> that was from Sharian. Uh, Right, close enough. Yeah, yeah, that's what I probably would have said. Anyway, Sharian. nice email. I like it. Yeah. Way to go. Let's get to Everybody the old school. We're in an old school. It's old school. Rule of Rose. It's yes. a survival horror game for the PlayStation Two. Game developed by Punchline and released in 2006, set in 1930 England. Uh, you're a 19 year old girl named Jennifer, and you're trapped in this place, a bunch of ruins and stuff. By young girls yes. who have established yep. a class hierarchy called the Red Canyon. Sorry, the Red Crayon Aristocrats. Yes. This sounds crazy to me. It's so crazy. Mm. I think it, it was around because it even it compares to Silent Hill. And I'm a fan of Silent Hill. Yeah. Right, you right. also have a dog companion um, named Brown mm. that helps yeah. you. Uh, I put a link underneath the Wikipedia. Those are the enemies uh, the the mentality of this game is like Lord of Flies, oh, where yeah. right. all the little kids are like creating their little empire and doing just messed up things. And it's these just people a, look terrible. I know, right? It's that, crazy. That fish person tied up on the ground—that's gross. Yeah, weird. And you're you're kind of unraveling this mystery. So Jennifer was led to this place by a little boy, and. You're just trying to unlock what the hell is going on in this place. Yeah, and this is just, bizarre. Wow. It's a very compelling mystery, and it's just got weirder and weirder and weirder. I paid and, a lot of attention to survival horror games of the PS1 and PS2 era, but this one completely missed my radar. Never even heard of it. 
Yep. Uh, so. 2006, uh, Atlas announced it would be releasing Rule of Rose to the United States. That would have been right about the time it happened, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. Boy, yeah, people g- people gave us some bad ratings too because like uh, Poland. Well, people did, yeah, they, they didn't like, like the the uh, the violence. Yeah. with kids, of course. <laughs> yeah, they didn't <laughs> like that violence with the kids. What a but bunch it wasn't of weirdos. like adult. It wasn't like adults against kids. It was kids against kids. Mm. Oh, oh, I get it. Like a Hunger Games kind of thing. Sort of ish. Right. So I'm going to yeah. play this uh, trailer, a bit of it. 17 plus was the rating here in the States. Rated M. Hey, where I reach my shade. Ooh, creepy. When I call your name. So please don't set me free. I'm as heavy as can be. Ooh, it's weird. I will <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> It's really weird what these people are doing. Oh, don't kill the dog. Kill the dog. Kill Brown. Kill him. All right, I'll look at this later. Good Lord. That's yeah. that's weird just in the first five seconds. All right, well, Nicole likes weird. That's what we learned about today's... It's just different. It was different, you know? It just... You like different. Yeah. In yeah. a world of mediocrity, this kind of just stood out and I'm like, what? Mm. Like, All right. Well, so. I'm a little weirded out. That means it's time to go, everybody. That's the end of the show. Go buy it now on Stores Now. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, live listeners and people at home. Nicole, you have anything to pimp this week? Uh, Nerd Parents. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Check out Nerd Parents. Nerdparents.com. Just released a new episode on Wednesday. Just recorded one with Steven Schleicher, and I'll release that next week. So I'm kind of bundling up, uh, recording another one later on today, too. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Really? Yeah. You got a lot going on this week. With Hammond. Oh, Hammond Chamberlain. Yeah. He's in the chat room, I believe. He does the podcast uh, Beyond the Playlist. Yeah, which I'm showing up yeah. on sometime soon. Yeah. That's a good show, and he's a cool dude, and he's a good dad, so that's a perfect match. Uh, Nicole Spag on Twitter, of course. My, uh, Brian, what are you doing? Anything Anything good? Ah, uh, yes. This past week, we talked to Adam Huber of Bug Martini, previously a Bug comic. Guy's fantastic. Love him. He's humorous. Has his own podcast as well. Uh, I think it's Geek. Something, something, something. Looks to the uh, Comics Coast to Coast podcast, and I'll tell you all about it. Mm, sounds Adam good. Cool. com, also on right. uh, iTunes. And you can get it on the uh, mega feed right here on Frog Pants if you want that. Do it. And if you're on iTunes, give us a good rating. Yeah. Let people know how you liked it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Also, quick note, Nerdtacular tickets going quick. I want to say we're near 80% sold. That means if you nice. want a ticket, you better get in it and on it. Because they're going quick, nerdtacular.com for ticket information and information about the event, dates, places, all that stuff. Very, very much looking forward to seeing people there. Bring your kids because uh, we got something cool to give them and we like kids. So there you cool. go. It <laughs> sounded weird. I don't mean that to sound creepy. <laughs> that did sound weird. <laughs> we talked about rule world. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, right after that one. Right after that game, I feel like that's weird. Anyway, we would love to see you guys Bring your dog there. named Brown. Bring your kids and your dog named Brown, and uh, we'll see you guys in July for that. But in the meantime, if you want to help us out on the show, send us emails, podcast at finalscoreshow.com. Finalscoreshow.com is our website. On Twitter, TFS Show, TFS Show. Scott Johnson, The Brian Dunaway, and Nicole Spag. It's going to do it for us. For more great shows just like this, check out frogpants.com. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, and for Nicole. See you next time. Bye-bye now.
Hey guys, welcome to Sweet Kicks with Bricks. Uh, today we have another guest to join us, and he has a pretty awesome Kickstarter that we wanted to talk about. And his name is Boyan Rukovic. Did I get that right? Yeah, pretty close. How you pretty close. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I've been practicing. I was trying. I was trying to get that. You know, I didn't want to slaughter it too much. So, but uh, Boyan has a he has a game called Pirate Den on Kickstarter, and tell us a little bit about that. Oh, dude. Pirate Den is awesome. It is a pirate-themed bluffing game, and it plays three to five players, and it plays in about 15 to 20 minutes, depending on how fast you are, but definitely under 30 minutes. And it's got really awesome art, and it's a very fun theme. So if you take a look at it, um, you'll see like the illustrations are awesome. The gameplay is really, like, I think it's very clean. It's a very clean game, um, and it's based on The Prisoner's Dilemma, which is it's a game theory idea where multiple people are Basically, you have to know what the other people are doing, right? So um, it's fun. If you like games like poker or cash and guns, um, it will be a good fit for you. That's awesome. Yeah, you know, checking out the Kickstarter, watching the video and everything, it looks fun. And I like the aspect that it it won't take a lot of time. So you could get a lot of games in in a very short time and just, uh, you know, have multiple different winners, uh, different outcomes each time. Yeah. So that's. It's nice. I mean, of course, I do enjoy a long game every once in a while, but sometimes, you know, you just want to play something real fast, a little bit quicker paced, and and uh, that's what I get out of this when I when I check it out. So yeah, it's but cool. It, I mean, what's nice is you can play it just like a one like a one shot. You can play it for like twenty minutes or so. But if um, if you have friends coming over and you want to have like a whole night of it, Pirate Den, you can play three four games back to back without without losing any any of the feel. I mean, it's got really high replayability. And actually, the first time you play it, you're trying to learn each other's tells and kind of like how people bluff and whether they're conservative or really like risk prone and so like all that kind of stuff. So um, oftentimes when I play it and I, I demo the game, I show people how to play. They're like, again, let's play it again. Like you need <laughs> Let's do it again. <laughs> yeah. And that's a that's a good sign. So I think I think you guys will like it um, on on the Kickstarter right now. There's two basic versions of the game. One is the regular game, and that's $25 pledge. And the, the upgraded one is the deluxe version of Pirate Den, and that's $50. And it comes with cloth bag and gems and like a, play, like a bunch of promotional player mats and a promotional deck uh, for one of the promotional captains that we're going to use as a stretch goal. So it's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, and you guys are already... Halfway there, I've only been you guys have only been out for a week now or so, and so it's just uh, already halfway there. It's looking like uh, it's going to be be funded and it's uh, moving progressing forward at a good rate. I I would say. Yeah, I think I'm pretty optimistic about it. Um, we got a really good start that first day, and uh, you're right. Like at the time of this recording, we're half we're halfway, well, a little bit more than halfway done. Um, but I'm doing a lot of um, interviews and promotions and stuff to push it out there again. So I hope that we'll be funded very soon. And after that, we can start doing some really cool stretch goals. Yeah. So uh, just so the listeners know, you're affiliated with the very popular online show Tabletop. Yeah. Uh, were those guys able to get their hands on your game and uh, kind of beta test it for you or... Uh, no, not so much. I mean, I, I try to keep, I try to keep those two worlds separate, you know, like gotcha. Will's, Will's really supportive, but, um, 
like for a tabletop, we don't we don't ever um, we don't ever show we don't show prototypes and we don't promote um, Kickstarters and that sort of thing. It's just it's not fair to everyone else because as soon everyone. as you start doing yeah. one, now it's like oh we got to promote everything. So, um, that but yeah, totally but makes it, sense. Yeah, it's still a good game and um, Will's really supportive and um, I have a lot of my friends on the internet. Uh, love the game and they're they're backing in they're promoting it as well and you'll get to see some of them in in the game itself so like if we hit the higher stretch goals i'll have the league of steam which is like a steampunk themed version of the game i'll have yeah. uh right i'll have the dread crew of oddwood which is awesome they're like a super cool uh pirate rock band they play basically play a um, acoustic but it's metal um, so that's really cool. Uh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, and then I'll have a geek um, music geekery deck, which will have the Double Clicks, Paul and Storm, and Molly Lewis together as one deck. And then I've got um, Pat Rothfuss, who's one of my favorite authors, and he's a great friend. Um, he will be part of a Super Friends deck, and I'm going to have him and Grant Imahara from Mythbusters and Veronica Belmont from uh, Sword and Laser and other things and Bonnie Burton from, um, well, she's a CNET uh, writer now, but she used to be the manager of StarWars.com. And she's okay. like, she's super crafty and awesome. And she's like a real fan favorite. So I have, I have them and then I'm leaving one spot open for the Super Friends deck. And, you know, I'm going to, maybe I can get, uh, will to to be part of it. I'm gonna reserve a spot for him just in case he wants to be on. Um, yeah. And if not, it's okay. I have I have other people in mind as well. No, that's exciting. That's uh, you know, it's definitely something to look forward to. Uh, when I went on your Kickstarter, I was checking out uh, the illustrations, and I looked at the Todd Todd Harris is the illustrator for your game. Yeah. And I love his artwork, and I looked at the because on the Kickstarter, you have a picture of a book that he il- illustrated. Mm-hmm. And I, I looked at that book. I'm like, that looks really familiar. And so I went to the library, you know, for those of us that still go to the library anyway. Well, you should. It's awesome. <laughs> I know, right? And I picked up uh, the first book in that series. And the illustrations in the book are just phenomenal. I really love Todd Harris's art style. And uh, and the book's really fun, too. But, yeah, it's so for those of you that enjoy art and enjoy the illustrations of games, this is definitely uh, top-notch, like probably some of the better illustrated games that I've seen of late, and I just really enjoy Todd's art style. So that's definitely something, you know, just worth getting the game just to look at all the pictures yeah. for me. Yeah, so. no, I I, um, I love Todd's stuff also. He's really, he's got a great style. I was trying to go for like a fun and kind of whimsical pirate, like in real life, pirates were more nasty people. Right. But like I was trying to go for more like a Disney kind of pirates are friendly and adventurous and that kind of stuff. Um, They could be your friend. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, his art style is perfect for it. So if you look for it, he has a, he has a book series called the hero's guide to like storming the castle or being a hero or doing whatever. And uh, the latest one he has is being an outlaw, which is all about rogues and pirates and stuff like that. So 
I'm really happy to promote that as well. You, sh- you guys should get it because it's he's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So your Kickstarter is uh, set to end on April 10th. Yep. And uh, so when that ends, and uh, I I don't doubt that you'll be successfully fully funded at that point. When will people be expected to receive their game when they've after the whole funding has ended? Yeah. So the the Kickstarter campaign will end on April 10th, and as soon as I get the money from Kickstarter slash Amazon when it hits my bank account. I'll basically put it straight into the printer. I already have a printer lined up, and I'm actually meeting them here in Vegas this week. And I actually have a meeting with them to talk about the production and make sure everything is on, you know, on schedule. So that way, as soon as the project finishes, that it's already at print. So the, the idea is that it will be finished, hopefully fully, like fully in production in July, and then the rest of it is shipping. Um, I have estimated delivery time of October 2014, okay. and that should account for shipping and logistics and customs and all that kind of nonsense, and then also shipping it out again. So, like, for listeners in Australia, um, you know, I'm, I'm making the game in China, and then it has to ship to America, and then I'm going to ship it back to Australia. So, like, that oh. process is kind of <laughs> it's kind of long. Um so I wanted to make sure that I built in enough cushion. But my hope is that as soon as the project's done, I'm just going to hand over the art files. You can see that they're they're mostly finished, right? Like the yeah, they look great already. Yeah. So the the only the only sticking point right now is the uh, the packaging, the actual packaging size, because I want I want the basic game to be very portable but it, it does have a lot of components in it. And so the hardest part is getting the chipboard um, sheets into the box and keeping it nice and small. Um, so we're talking about that this week, but yep, I think by October you'll definitely have it. Um, and hopefully by the summer convention season, like Gen Con and PAX, um, I'll have the production proofs out and people can actually see what they look like, the finished product. So I'm, I'm really excited for it. Yeah, that is super exciting. So for those people that happen to miss the Kickstarter and but they, you know, they stumble upon it online some, you know, somehow later, where will be some places that they'll be able to get the game uh, if they weren't a part of the Kickstarter? Is that going to also be available? Yeah. So here's the thing. The, the basic game will be available through retail. So you can just go to your favorite local game store and buy it there. Nice. But but all the like really cool exclusive Kickstarter like upgrade stuff, like all the promotional decks and like the cool components and like the challenge coin and all that stuff, that's for Kickstarters. So that's right. Yeah. So, so you will be able to get Pirate Den at the basic level afterwards. But if you want to get like, you know, you want Pat Rothfuss in your deck or if you want the pinup pirate set, I'm going to do like a, a pinup model set for the game as well. Um, if you want those, you have to back it up at the Kickstarter. Um, so yeah, well, to- that totally makes sense. So yeah, so it's it's yeah. good. Don't worry about it. You'll be able to get it afterwards. It'll be fully distributed. Um, all my games are, so you'll be able to buy them at your favorite local game store. Um, and also, if you are on, if you are on the Kickstarter and you want to pick up some of my other games, like Twelve Days, 
which was really, really popular in, in Christmas time last year. Yeah. And Camden, both of those games are available as add-ons. So if you want, you can back the game and then get like a full collection of all the GameSmith games um, by just adding them on to your Kickstarter pledge. Yeah, that sounds great. That's a great deal. And, you know, and then they'll be able to get Pirate's Den ready for, for Christmas. So it could be a good Christmas present for people. Oh, so you for can sure. Think of it that way. Yeah. So I, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be good. I have, I have um, a small project. I, I'm thinking about doing the 12 days cards as um, like a new packaging, like a third printing of the game in, okay. in a slightly improved packaging and improve its production value. Um, and then, I'd probably do a puzzle that goes along with it because I know everyone loves the art. Like that's one of the things that, that I want to earn as a reputation is to always have the most beautiful illustrations and the most elegant game design and highest yeah. production value. So if you look at 12 days, it's very much like pirate then in that it's a simple game to learn, but it's very complex based on how the players play. And the art is just gorgeous. Like people, People love the game just by just for the art alone, you know. Yeah, they just want to look at it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm gonna probably make some prints and um, like puzzles and things later this year for Christmas, which will be awesome. And I have a secret project that I haven't announced yet, but I basically I'm in development with it right now. Nice. And my friend Paul Peterson, who is the designer of Smash Up by AG, which is an awesome game. You guys should really play it. It's it's very good, and we featured it on Tabletop last year. Um, but Paul and I are working on a new game for a very big license, which I think your your viewers are going to love. Nice. That's awesome. Well, we'll just have to have you come on again then for, yeah. for when that comes out. Yeah, totally. So look for that probably later in the year. Uh, right now, my focus is on Pirate Den getting it out the door, um, and the other projects are in development, but... Um, for for the month of <clears throat> March and beginning of April, they're pretty much on a hiatus yeah. until yeah on the back burner until this gets done. Yeah, exactly. So where can people find uh, out about you or about the game? Anywhere where they can get in contact with you to, or to just find out more about the GameSmith games and Pirate Den in general. Yeah. So the the easy so first off, you should go to Kickstarter.com and go to my project page, which is kickstarter.com slash projects slash gamesmith, and you can see all the games that I've done there, including the current one, which is Pirate Den. Then you can go to thegamesmith.com, which is the website, and I'm currently redeveloping it right now. So if you go there and there's like a little parking page, I'm sorry, but maybe <laughs> listen to it afterwards, you'll get to see it. It's it's nice. And yeah. then... If you want to get a hold of me directly, I'm actually very active on Twitter. So if you go to twitter.com slash thegamesmith, um, you'll be able to reach me there. And I pretty much respond to everything that comes at me on Twitter. Yep. that's uh, And I can attest to that. Uh, we've uh, had some tweets back and forth. So mm -hmm. he's good. He's good at keeping on top of that guy. So if you want to contact him that way, he'll definitely respond back to you. Yeah. I'm... I'm I, when I joined Twitter a few years ago, I really didn't understand how to use it or why people even cared. Yeah. But now it's uh, now I get it. I, now I understand that there's kind of like a voyeurism 
aspects of Twitter where people like to see not just me and what I'm doing, but what I'm doing with my friends. And so yeah. since I have a lot of friends in the game industry, if you follow me on Twitter, you'll you'll get to kind of see what's going on and get like the pulse of what's happening. And you can see that, um, you know, I have a lot of connections in the industry. So it's it's like a fun way to to catch up on a project. And if you have questions on Pirate Den, just hit me up on Twitter. I'm, I'll answer them right there. But um, I do answer the comments and I do updates as well. And I do Google Hangouts as well to hang out with uh, fans and talk about the projects and so on. So pretty much just if you're on the, I mean, you're on the internet right now since you're listening to this, so you can figure it out, but that's right. <laughs> search for at the gamesmith and uh, you'll, you know, you'll, you'll find a way to get a hold of me. Yeah. Great. Well, uh, I don't want to take too much more of your time, Boyan. Uh, I, I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, it was it's fun. awesome. Yeah. And uh, for those of you guys that want, make sure you go to the Kickstarter, check out Pirate Dan. And uh, this is Sweet Kicks of Bricks. This is Barry Rick signing off. And don't forget to go check out my other podcast, The Closet Geek, at theclosetgeek.net. And you can also find me on Twitter at Bricks2312. And that's it for us. So thanks for being with us, Boyan. All right. Play more games, guys. Big cookies for me, bitch. This is Casey with a March of Mario music memory. When you think of the best release titles for a new video game console, what are some of the first ones that come to mind for you? If none of them are Mario games, then you're probably quite a bit younger than me. They're about the only ones that I think about. Of them all, there aren't too many that evoke more great memories of my teenage years than Super Mario World. My brother and I used to spend all day at Walmart rushing from save point to save point before the 7 minute demo timer would reset the system. I remember how scared and excited my then 5 year old sister was the first time we let her play. And when I listen to the soundtrack, it all comes back to me. Frogpants.com. Audio program so good, it's like you're there.